Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about your worries and your strife. I mean the bare necessities, Mother Nature's recipes that bring the bare necessities of life. It bothers me because you can actually sing, and I can't. So it's fine for you to sing, and it's like, oh, haha, like how cool he's singing, and then me, it's like, what the fuck? I think I'm just not going to sing ever again for this podcast to make sure we have viewers still. What it is, everybody. Welcome to episode 82 of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. My name's David Pether, but you can call me Fish. With me, as always, is my favorite sack of shit. Connor McDuff! What's going on, everybody? Hope you've been well. We've been well. It's been a great week. Why has it been a great week, Fish? Well, we've just got a shit ton of likes on our Facebook. Fucking A. We have hit... Finally, 1,000 likes. It is fucking crazy. We have 1,000 followers now on Fish and Connor saw a movie. That is insane. I'm very happy, as Fish is aware. Fish is very happy. We're all very happy. Thank you very, very much for listening to us for this long. Now, let's make it to 2,000, then we'll make it to 5,000, and then we'll run... Run the world, basically, yeah. reviewing films. Fish and Connor own the world. That's that's it. <laughs> that's the next that's podcast. What we're after. But no, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Like, it's fantastic that y'all are just getting in there and listen to us talk shit. Like, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's fantastic. It's, it's brill. So we're gonna continue to keep bringing you uh, our illustrious content, where we continue to talk shit about movies. And today we are talking about The Jungle Book, 2016, directed by John Favreau. Are you excited for this one? Like. To, to discuss it? Fuck yeah, I am. So yeah. hyped. Man. Holy shit. I, like, I'm gonna stay straight up, like, I... I enjoyed going into a movie like this. This was like a, a, you know, like an action fantasy adventure. Like, we're getting a lot of, you know, well, obviously, uh, we've just come off a big fucking Batman retrospective. We talk about a lot of superheroes, talk about a lot of all that sort of bullshit. Oh, I fucking hate it so much. <laughs> so, it's, it's, it's really cool to go and do something a little bit different. I, um... I think I was a big fan of the movie as a kid. I, I actually, watching this film now, I realized how much I've actually forgotten what happens in it. I remember all the songs and, you know, all the characters and all that sort of thing, but I didn't really know the actual story. But was The Jungle Book a big thing in your childhood? I it was. I think I, you and I were similar, where I, I watched it and I remember really liking it, but it wasn't like my main film as a kid. You know, you got those yeah. main films. It wasn't it, so... I wasn't, like, necessarily obsessed with it, uh, but I definitely do remember it. I did enjoy it a lot. Yeah. I'm, I'm the same, actually. I Just just before we started recording this podcast, I, I went back and watched it, uh, the original. Did you know that was made in 1967? Yep. The fuck? Didn't you know that? No, I didn't realize it was that old. Holy crap. Old and fucking fuck. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs is like 1937. What yeah, the was, shit? That was the, first, that was the first cartoon I think ever made. The, well, not cartoon, but the first like... Like the Disney one at least. Animation, yeah. Um, and it's fucking like... And it stands up. Like I haven't seen Snow White in a long time, but this, you know, for something from the 60s, like this is just as good as any of the other fucking... You know, it's, they it's all, up there yeah. they all with stand like up. Lion King and all that sort of stuff. So it's, it's really... Fucking hell, they must have just, like, blown minds the, back well, in the day, especially Disney, in the 30s. Fuck. Walt Disney died while this film was made. This was the film I think he never got to see being made. Oh, really? Um, Is that right? Yeah, from what I can remember, anyway. Um, maybe it's, I might be just bullshitting. But no, no, I'm pretty sure he did. But no, That's yeah, crazy. Jungle Book, the, the cartoon Jungle Book is like an epic. It just, it was a really crazy film. It definitely does hold up. Well, it definitely does. Like, I just watched it, like I said, and I was engrossed the entire time. Like, I... 
it's it's the animation's fantastic the the voice acting's fantastic it's it's just like a really cool story and you know they capture a lot of that in this new one which we're about to talk about which is brilliant well let me give you a quick little bloody rundown of the plot for anyone who hasn't seen it or the original Mowgli is a, a nine-year-old boy who was found as a baby in the jungle and he is raised by wolves wolves and to be a to be a bloody wolf and he's also raised by Bagheera, a, uh, a puma or a panther, a black panther. Bagheera. He's not really picking up the wolf game, doesn't really know how to do it. And then Shere Khan finds out that this little kid's in the, in the jungle who is a bloody real mean tiger. And he's like, I'm, he's like, I'm going to fucking eat you, bro. I'm going to fucking eat you. And everyone else is like, no, don't. He's like, no, I'm going to fucking do it. I don't like men. And so Mowgli has to return to the man village before Shere Khan eats the shit out of him. And through a, a series of unfortunate events, Mowgli is like, fuck that. And then he fucks Shere Khan up and then he stays in the village, which is uh, contrary to the original cartoon where Mowgli leaves at the very end of Jungle Book. He leaves. But just so you know, the Jungle Book is a, is a, a massive plethora of stories written back in the 1800s. So... That ending. Wait, what's his name? Rod Rodyard Kipling or something. Yeah, Kipling uh, or something like that. Yeah. He, it's um. It, I think that ending's similar to the original ending because John Favreau was trying to get his favorite parts from the book and his favorite parts from the film and put them together, which is really cool. Now, was the original book? I think was the original book called like Mowgli's Adventures or something. That why why is this called the Jungle Book? Do you know? The the Jungle Book is the name of the series of stories. So Mowgli. Okay. Mowgli, I think, was one of the, the, the key ones in there because it it's such a compelling story about a boy being mm. raised by wolves. So um, I think, and this, I think just Disney called it the Jungle Book. So obviously when you're going to make uh, the original Jungle Book, so when you're going to make it the second film, obviously you're going to call it the Jungle Book to, um, yeah. to yeah. reassure everyone that what this is. But yeah, what did you think of Mowgli? Mowgli, yeah. I, well, for one, he fits the you know the look to a t like yeah that kid is fucking Mowgli you know <laughs> even just watching the cartoon again this morning I was like holy crap they did well with just the look of him in terms of casting and you know that one little bit of costume <laughs> that little yeah. red red diaper thing which I actually like that you see him in as a baby so he's had that like they were a pair of pants and he's sort of grown out of them and they've just become yeah. a pair of jocks <laughs> weirdly weirdly satisfying seeing that it, it was. <laughs> <laughs> like not in a fucking sexual way, you pervs. I'm talking like weirdly, weirdly satisfying. You're like, oh, it makes sense now. Like it's not just red white rag. It's like something he's had as a child. Yeah, um, yeah. It's just it's part of awesome. him. I thought the kid was pretty good. He's not fucking mind blowing. Uh, for well, for me at least, I didn't think he was like crazy cool. But when he came into his own was when he was getting his sass on. Whenever he was being like a smartass to one of the other animals, I felt like that kid was fucking awesome. I, in all honesty, really didn't like him. Oh, yeah? At all. I did, he, he was just like, he really didn't... I mean, like, he wasn't awful, but he didn't really hit his lines often. And that was really frustrating. Like, I didn't actually like when he was sassy. I didn't enjoy it. I thought he kind of... It was too stiff. But um, at the same time, whenever he was, like, physically... He was fucking great. When 
he was just doing stuff. I was like, man, he's awesome. Like it's, it's, it's mm, like climbing the trees and climbing stuff the trees like that. and just like yeah. looking afraid and, and, and that sort of thing I thought was awesome, but just his line delivery was really off. It just didn't really hit. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Cause I, I definitely felt the same, like just in general, when he was just, just talking, I felt like he was pretty stiff and, and whatever, but I, I, I did like it when he was being sassy because like, I feel like it's probably a little bit more of like that actual kid's personality coming out. I'm sure he's probably a little sassy fella in real life. So yeah. I, I don't know. It just when he was doing that, I, I had fun with him. But otherwise, I was like, oh, he's just sort of a little bit cardboard. But he wasn't bad by any means. Like my note is okay acting <laughs> for Mowgli. <laughs> like I, I, I feel like I needed to say something about it, but it wasn't like fucking shit. I um yeah, I look, I didn't really like him very much, but at the same time, he wasn't like to the point where it was bothering me while I was watching the film. It was just a sort of thing I was like, eh. apparently they like auditioned like thousands of kids for that role too. Really? Yeah, like it was a long process, wow. and um, at the very least, he looks the part and. To me, like, I guess he's not, he probably hasn't done too much. I think, like, they keep saying he's a newcomer, so yeah. I don't know if he's ever done anything else, but he's basically acting up against nothing. Because yeah, yeah, this well, whole movie is. is animation. Everything else is basically. in this film animation. Yeah, which, which, is, which is pretty impressive. Fucking mind-blowing, man. Holy shit. That blows my mind, because this is one pretty film. Did you see this in IMAX? No, they weren't showing it in IMAX. I don't know why. Because I fucking wanted to. Did you see it in 3D? Nah, I just saw it in 2D. I hate 3D. I fucking wish I saw it in 3D. Because I feel like this is one movie that 3D would have really... Would have worked for. Yeah. Like, it. I was watching it. I was like, God damn it. Because there was a... I think... Because I went at like 8.45 on a Saturday night. And there was a 9 o'clock 3D session. I was like, oh, fuck that. I'll just go to the 8.45. And then when I was in there, I was like, man, this would have been great in 3D. Because I, like, I actually didn't realize that like they... Because they created the jungle digitally. The entire thing is digital. Yeah. It's like on fucking Avatar levels, man. Like People are actually oh likening God, it hey. to Avatar in terms of the build, world building, which I think is, is great because it is just fucking stunning. But the, the best thing, though, is the fucking animals. Right? They look real. They look I, fucking real. I can't believe it. Like, I'm, I'm looking at it and, you know, even the way that they talk, I believe that an animal would be able to talk like that. Like, everything about the creation of these creatures is just spot on. It, um, it actually blew my mind. Like, I came into this thinking it was just going to be a bunch of CGI and I was like, whatever. But holy fuck. They, this is how CGI should be. If you need to do CGI, if this is the, the best option for you, this is how you fucking do it. Because this film blew me away with how realistic it was. Every fucking animal in this film looks legit. Like an actual animal. Like I sat there sometimes going, is that a real... Is that a real animal? Have they like, just filmed that... an? Have they done a babe? Have they filmed a real animal and just put right? a fucking mouth talk on it? Because that's how real it is. It looks so legit. It blows my mind. The only thing in it that didn't was Baloo, and it's not that he looked fake. Like he looked bad. It was just he just is furry as fuck, and fur would be something that's really difficult to to animate. And so because he's literally this hairy motherfucker, it's it kind of came off as a little. You could just tell. You could basically just tell that it was CGI. That's right. it. That's not a bad thing. I think. I think the tell. thing with Baloo, because I think as a like a, I guess like a sculpture, like the actual character and the way they've made him looked real to me. But I think they've given him, you know, a little bit more comic character. You know, with Bill Murray, yeah, voicing him and stuff. So I think that sort of breaks that 
that realistic wall where every other animal is moving around like a real animal would like you know Bagheera is just fucking strafing about in the in the trees oh, and and like hell. the wolves are just you know when they're just having conversations they're just sitting like dogs sit you know yeah <laughs> and just talking look, like that and they look like weighty like when Shere Khan's walking around I felt like his weight like I was oh, like that's yeah. how a tiger walks yeah like it's legit well, well, I had, I did read that um, John Favreau was encouraged by, um, forgive me, I forget his name, the head of Disney, to really push the boundaries and really work with the technology that we have of like you know live motion capture and and you know just to make it as fucking real as possible. He was likening to Avatar, of course, and then like Life of Pi, like if you remember the yeah. Tiger in Life of Pi, it was very Cher Carnish. Um, I, and you know John Favreau is one of those directors that you know obviously works with this sort of technology quite a bit you know he did Iron Man he did Cowboys vs Aliens Athura and all that sort of I actually really like John Favreau as a director he's probably one of my favourites getting around at the moment he's, uh, he's pretty damn good yeah Chef um, great film but um, haven't, he haven't uh, yeah I, I feel like this he was the right guy to come to and Disney had you know the right company to do this because they're, they're able to throw a shit ton of money at it and they made it into something that is truly fucking amazing like it's it's like, just outstanding it is it is one of the prettiest films i've seen like probably the best the best cgi film i've seen ever there and were a like, few times where i was like okay they're on a they're on a sound stage and one was funnily enough right at the start of the film you know when mowgli's racing the wolves like running through the trees and yeah, he breaks yeah, on yeah. the dead branch and all that there was a bit where he's sort of running through the forest and i was like oh man that it almost looks good but it looks like he's just running on the spot and they're like moving the background you know digitally. i didn't, I didn't notice that actually. it's it's there was that part it was mainly parts where mowgli was sort of running towards the screen it was the only time that i could really notice it still is like head and shoulders above many other fucking digital films like the you know full fucking animated backdrop films like this so you know i'm, I'm just nitpicking now but uh, that was the only time that I was taken out of it because otherwise I would have fucking sworn to God that they shot in a fucking forest. A I, I forgot and I only remembered halfway through that it wasn't wasn't a forest. Like I was like, oh fuck, this that's right. This is a soundstage. Yeah, um, well, I only read it after watching it, so I yeah. I just assumed that they you know had some backlot at least that they built and, a um, jungle. The the other thing was the size of these animals. Like they've made them huge mm. in comparison to Mowgli because it's all from this kid's perspective. Yeah, and I fucking loved it. I thought that was such a cool thing to do. The size of Car the snake. Oh yeah, was awesome, and um, the size of fucking King Louis. That oh, was King insane. Louis. That's that's where I was like, now this is. That's that's how you do it, like, because yeah. he was terrifying and majestic at the same time. You know what I mean? So, well, let's let's start talking about the animals. We're talking about King Louis. You and me both went to go see Christopher Walken voice King yep. King Louis. How'd you how'd you feel? Fuck, it was worth it. That was the <laughs> best the best thing I've seen in cinema ever. Was fucking Christopher Walken being the voice of King Louis. I didn't even <laughs> know that it was the perfect casting until I saw it and went, "All oh, right." That has to happen now forever. Yeah, no one yeah. can be King Louis again because that was fucking perfection. Yeah. Like, King Louis, just, oh my God. And when he goes on the rant, he's like, you know, you want a pawpaw fruit? The, they call it the pawpaw, like his whole yeah. fucking thing about <laughs> papaya. I'm like, that is the most Christopher Walken thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It was like, I call it pawpaw. And I'm like, fuck, that's so great. Oh my God. That was the best part was 
Chris Walken as King Louis. Yeah, I was, just I was in like the oh. same the same boat as you because I you know obviously I love Christopher Walken and, and anything he does I, I know I'm gonna like but he. I, I, I didn't really know what to expect, I guess. I hadn't really thought about it. And then when, when it started happening, when King Louis starts talking and going on his rants and even singing, I was like, this is, this is awesome. This, wow, why hasn't this happened before? <laughs> you know, like, why doesn't Christopher Walken yeah. voice more things? Because this is the best. And he's so like, it's so distinctly him as well. And even the way that the, the monkey moved, it would move the way he kind of acts you know, in live action stuff as well. So I was like, oh, yeah. this is so good. I got ears. My ears got ears. I love that bit yeah. <laughs> yeah. so much. But when he's like, starts singing the, um, the song, what is, uh, ooh, we do. I want to yeah. be like, he's like, I want to be like you. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I want to talk yeah. like you. It's like, don't give a fuck. He doesn't need to be in time or anything. And it sounds better than everything else that's ever been sung in the world. I um, see my only problem with this film, funnily enough, is the fact that they shoehorn in the songs. I oh, was, really? See, I really like that. But why? I'm glad they were left in because obviously you can't have the Jungle Book without these these classic songs. But I just was like, they didn't. It wasn't used right. You reckon? Yeah, I I had a legitimate problem with it where I was like, Ugh. I don't know. I didn't really want to hear Bill Murray and Christopher Walken sing out of time. I kind of wanted to hear the song. <laughs> I thought, well, I, I just really liked the way that Christopher Walken did it, so I was all on board for that. And it's a good song. They're both good songs. Like, the two main songs he kept in were Bare Necessities and I Want to Be Like You or whatever. So it was two, you know, beat-bopping fucking tunes that I can, you know, I can get into and have a bit of fun with. And honestly, I didn't think they would. I, um, you know, there's a bit where Bill Murray's, um, you know, Baloo's just sort of humming the bare necessities and I thought that was going to be it it's just like a little little tip of the hat to the song and then they go into the full thing and I'm kind of like alright I'm down with this because like, I don't know like I guess I just expected it like I, I actually thought there would be more singing in it and it's not necessarily what I want but for these because they're such iconic songs I think they, they're pretty important yeah I think on top of that what really makes this film sell is that these animal characters are cast so fucking well all of them Every, every character in this is cast to perfection. Mm-hmm. I was like, when Bagheera is talking, I'm like, that is, ha- that is what he sounds like. Yeah, I'm like, man. that's what, that's what Bagheera sounds like. When Shere Khan is talking, it's Idris Elba. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, that's what he fucking sounds like. That's fucking Shere Khan. Like, yeah. holy shit. The only one that was different was the fact that because the guy who voices Winnie the Pooh voices Carr in the Jungle Book, yeah. the original one, and in this one, it's Scarlett Johansson. And I'm like, fuck, that's still great. Like, hearing it, I was yeah, like, it it's so daunting. I was like, holy shit, it's good. Yeah. Well, John Favreau, I read also an interview with him that he was saying he felt like it was a too male-orientated, the cast, so he wanted to bring in Scarlett. I think she nailed it. I thought it was great. Oh, she was awesome. I was a little disappointed. I'm actually a bit sad that the snake wasn't in it a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. I, I was, thought she I was might come back that, a bit later, but I was hoping that Carr was going to play a bigger part because she plays a he plays a fairly big part in the original. I'm pretty sure, um, for what I can remember. So that was a little sad, but at the same time, like if I had no knowledge of the original, I would be like, "Fuck yeah!" Like it's 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 this film feels like a legitimate journey the whole way through. So like when Carr shows up, it's just another stepping stone for Mowgli to cross. And it was fucking scary as shit. Like when he's he sees the he hallucinates 
and then he comes back and she's just wrapped around him. Yeah. I was like, holy shit, man, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, well, I did. I was thinking this while watching it. I was like, I, I knew that you would like this this style because you like the journey movies and this is very much like yeah. um, the good dinosaur where he, you know, he has to go from one part to the other and all the obstacles that he has to uh, overcome and um you know i love that sort of stuff as well so it's it's always just fun to have a nice little adventure and this is like the pinnacle of adventure type movies so this is the adventure yeah like this is the fucking the adventure Mm. ben kingsley though as as bagheera was yeah spot on like you said i i really really enjoyed whenever he was on screen (laughs) you know that will the the panther was on screen because it looked fucking awesome and was just just perfectly voiced by Ben Kingsley, like just on point. I loved it. I loved. I just loved all of them ca- calling Mowgli man cub. It's the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. Mowgli, like Mowgli, get, get down, man cub, and yeah. they're like, just oh, I'm just like fuck. I want to be a man cub. It's the sa- coolest sounding thing in the world. Man cub. Um, <laughs> Bill Murray as Blue is obviously. You, we don't even need to speak about it. It was just fucking spot it's, on it's as well. Just, but I did like that. Um, they actually brought in a, a good reason for. Baloo to come into the story because in just watching the the original he you know Mowgli's having a bit of a fucking cry because Bagheera's all like oh, you have to go back to the man village you can't and Mowgli's like I want to stay here so Mowgli's having a cry next to a rock and Baloo just comes along and starts bopping along with him and it's kind of just like out of nowhere whereas this one yeah. he saves him from car and it's um you know it's organically sort of put into it and he's like well now you owe me a favor and then we have that really fun scene of him trying to get the the, the honey bee, the honey yeah. yeah and um and i really like that they really pushed you know what humans have over animals and the fact that we build fucking tools and and shit like that they really brought that into play which i i don't think was in the original as much no, it's not. if at all yeah so that i i really like that you know he's not allowed to use his tricks because it's not the way of the wolf and he's he's sort of been held back from what he is for so long but now yeah. it's actually worthwhile, you know, letting him be a man who's passionate towards the animals, you know, in the end. Like, that's the whole journey is that the animals accept that he's not going to grow up and fucking kill them all with the red flower. Yeah, the red flower. Uh, yeah, it was a nice ending. It was actually kind of like, when I first, when I watched it and, and Mowgli stays in the jungle, I was like, oh, what? Shouldn't he leave? But then now thinking about it, I'm like, it actually makes a lot more sense because obviously the whole thing is he's more... Is that he's more in touch with nature than he is with mankind because That's he's right, yeah. of the respect he has, and and I think the whole thing with Baloo was good because Baloo was teaching him that he can it's survive okay in the to jungle. use your yeah. skills. Yeah, it was a really and uh, like the relationship between him and Baloo was like really believable. This in this like you know in the cartoons it's all fun and it's all just like oh yeah, yeah we sing a song and we're best mates. And this one like they actually help each other. They, they seem like a really good team. And then even when Bagheera comes back into the fray, it's like, yeah, I just I just want to see more adventures with these guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, like at the very end where they're all in the tree. It was awesome. Oh, wasn't that cool? Um, yeah, that was really nice. It was, it's a, a the, the only thing I didn't like was the fact that the, the, the end sequence where uh, Shere Khan's chasing Mowgli, I was just kind of like, I kind of wish Mowgli just fucking like did something else. It was just because just it was too long. I just felt like that end sequence was too long. Well, um, here's here's my biggest problem, and it's not really a, a massive problem, but like, I want to I'll start it with I fucking love Shao Kahn. I think Shao Kahn 
is Shere Khan. Shere Khan, sorry. Fuck. Shao Khan is a character in Mortal Kombat. That's what I was, <laughs> I was gonna say. It sounds like a fucking Mortal Kombat thing. Shere Khan is the perfect villain. Fuck, he's scary. Like you said, he walks around with some weight. He he owns that fucking jungle. And when he comes into the fray, anytime he is on screen, it is terrifying. Like there was actually parts, you know, the part where he jumps out of the the reeds at Mowgli when he's running oh, with all the yeah. wildebeest. Like my girlfriend Beck jumped at that point. Like yeah, he's so literally yeah. scary. Like he is fucking terrifying. And that's what we need in villains. And you know how many superhero movies that we see that the the villains just don't fucking live up to what they need to be. Here we have a perfect one. Except, yeah, he's barely in the fucking movie. Oh really? You reckon? Oh man, he doesn't. He doesn't really do anything. He just kind of rocks up, kills um, Aquila or whatever his name is, which had no fucking weight to it at the point. Like it actually has more weight to it later when Mowgli's sort of talking about. Oh, they've killed my fucking dad. I need to come back and help yeah. him. But like when it happens, it just happens. And I was just like, oh, I didn't even know he died. I was like, you just threw this thing, this wolf off the fucking yeah. <laughs> thing. It like didn't really mean anything. I feel like it needed to be more of like a Mufasa death, you know, like real epic fucking. Yeah. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying? But like then he kind of comes in there, sits there and waits. And I know that's the whole plan, but I wish we just had a bit more of him like just doing stuff because I found him so terrifying that the fact that he's just sitting around didn't really I don't know, satisfy I, me. I, I really liked him. I, I didn't even notice. I was kind of more, I was actually really glad they didn't cut away to Shere Khan all the time because it, it's kind of, an, it, you don't, I, I didn't really need it. I knew he was daunting. Like he wants to kill this kid for no reason. He's well set up. I liked that he kills the wolf. I thought that was a really good part. I was like, oh my fucking God, what a bastard. I, I was actually... I'm on the total opposite end. I thought it was really well done. I thought that was a really good established... You can't tell me that you wouldn't have wanted to see more of him, though. Yeah, but I want to see more of this movie. Like, I would have sat through another fucking hour of this and just, like, been like, shit, yeah. Like, whatever it is, I would have been like, this see, is See, my cool. problem is that by him being there, that, like, the threat of Shere Khan is not there throughout the rest of the... Like, while Mowgli is all the way over the other side of the jungle, like, that... that fucking scene where he's running through the reeds and Shere Khan jumps out at him and they go into the mud and he has to escape on the wildebeest like he just gets away and it's like super intense and super awesome and just fantastic filmmaking and then Shere Khan just isn't there he's not on he's not on his back for the rest of the thing which is what I want I know that the plan is that he'll he'll draw him back and I do like the fact that he killed Akila because that obviously triggers the events that come later and and the cool finale and such. But it's just, I wish that Shao Kahn was just around more because he was so good. And while it's fun to watch Mowgli hitting honeycomb things and, and you know, getting honey for Baloo and doing all that sort of stuff, there's no threat. There's no threat yeah. there for him. You know, this, this fucking tiger who's probably one of the best villains I've seen in a movie for the last two years... He's just not there. I think. Look, uh, the only the only part in the film I think it it, it would it rise for an issue for me would be when Baloo and Mowgli are just chilling for about fifteen minutes. The part you were just talking about. But even then, it didn't really affect me because I liked watching that relationship build, even if there was no tension. It really didn't play an issue for me. I think why is because he's replaced by these other villains that pop up throughout. You got Car for five minutes, and then you get King Louis. You know, there's the issue with the elephant. He saves the baby elephant. But I do get what you mean. It would have been cool to have 
that added tension. Yeah, well, don't get me wrong, because I still had a lot of fun watching him do the honey scenes, like I said, but um, just on, on reflection, it would have just been nice to have seen this great villain be there more. Because King Louis is, is, is a great substitute as well, like that scene where King Louis has to pull his ass off that chair that he's been oh, sitting on so for so long. <laughs> and then he's like just smashing through the temple trying to get to the man cub because he wants, you know, his skills and whatever. Um, also, actually, just on talking about the monkeys, how cool was it when Mowgli got stolen and they're just fucking Spider-Manning through the trees? Yep. Throwing him around. It looks oh, awesome. That was so fucking hell. It's just so impressive that... And, you know, like, monkeys can actually do that, just fucking cruise through the trees like yeah. that. That's what... I just... I find it so impressive. Fuck, it was so epic watching Baloo and Bagheera fight the monkeys, by the way. Like, I actually yeah. was, like... I actually, like, made a sound. I, like, audibly was in shock. I was like, oh, that was fucking sick. These monkeys just clashing with this bear and Puma. Oh, like, so it was the, some of the best imagery I've seen. And, like, that... that It just was the perfect blend of dramatic intensity and comedy like there's just that yeah. one bit where Baloo just like roars like just that yeah. huge roar and then they all just fucking pile on him yeah. I'm like fuck it's so <laughs> great it. actually God. speaking about the comedy just before that you know when Baloo comes in as a like a um a distraction for Bagheera yeah. to come in I love like all the the monkeys are trying to like crawl over him and pull him away and stuff and he's just sort of just just swapping them aside like as if it's yeah. no big deal <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell it was such a such a that whole monkey sequence could be a short film yeah it was yeah. that cool to watch um, that's what I mean like parts like that I'm, I'm you know if Shao Kahn was there it would just almost have been too much so I'm glad that for that because King Louis is a great yeah. substitute there but yeah just a lot of fun the ending the ending in all honesty was the only part that I, I genuinely was like oh, I don't know so like because with the- Shao Kahn fighting Mowgli yeah, just because it was like, I don't know, the whole fire thing was cool, but then, like, Mowgli's lit the whole thing on fire, and I was like, oh, like, that's a bit of a cop-out. I didn't like that. I, I thought it, I just, it, it was just like, why? Why is that a thing? And she Khan's like, see, you are a man, blah, blah, blah. And all the animals are, like, scared. And I'm like, yeah, because the fucking forest is on fire. No shit. That didn't need to happen. Like, the fear for Mowgli should have been that he had the, the fire in his hand. You know how the eagle starts telling everyone that a man's coming through with fire? Yeah. It should have been just from the fact that he's got fire in his hand. I think that would have been a more powerful thing is that, you know, that's how intimidating man is. Like, they just see that and they're like, fuck. And that's enough, yeah. And they're afraid. But the whole, and the whole, like, the whole forest is on fire was just, I, I, it was just a little too much for me. I didn't hate it. I was just like, oh, and then he runs into the fire and like, it's this whole, like he climbs up a tree and then you, you know, she Khan's going to fall into the fire. Yeah, and you're just yeah. like, that was I'm like set up from scene one. The, the I just, tree, I just yeah. wish I liked it was Mowgli fighting for himself, which was one of the big things they're trying to portray is like, this guy can survive in the jungle because yeah. he's doing this himself. No one's helping him anymore. I, I, I would have just loved if it was like a fucking one-on-one fight, which is impossible because she can't a tiger. But tore him to pieces, yeah. <laughs> just like even something like that, like he throws the fight. I don't know. Any, I, I just didn't like how long it took. Like, I know what you're saying. Like it kind of feels like a lot of effort, you know, when you've got a tiger chasing you to be like, oh, I'll go to the dead tree that's in the middle of the flaming jungle, you know? Like he has to run yeah. quite a quite a bit to get there and then climb up the tree and it's like... If this was your plan, like, he got fucking lucky because Shao Kahn should have ripped him apart before he even got to that tree. 
But I I don't really mind the whole jungle being on fire thing because I I did have the same thought as as yourself when it kind of kind of ended all and you know the elephants put it out but it kind of all connected because you know they talk about how the elephants you know forge the the forest and that they're kind of like the gods of the forest that, that that was fucking cool as shit too. My initial thought seeing that was like oh what a cop out these elephants just happened to you know come but no they actually like they do set it up and that's one thing about the this script is like everything be it weak or strong is is there like they do have Connect- reasons it's for everything it's it's a very yeah. it's a it's a fairly solid script as much as like i don't i don't think the the dead tree thing was as 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 cool as it could have been there probably could have been a little bit more especially because like man's strongest thing is that he can make tools like i would have liked to have seen mowgli use some of his tools that he'd been creating like all the ropes and yeah. all that sort of thing because he didn't do that in the tree did he, he just climbs out no onto he the did thing. no he makes the he makes his own rope so he can swing he jumps and oh you're it. right sorry yeah okay i well disregard everything i just said <laughs> Well, my biggest issue is because because we've we've been with, you know, I've been waiting for Shao Kahn to really, you know, bring out the claws and really fuck some shit up, and and it's kind of not as, like, it's a good enough final fight, but I I would have liked to have seen a little bit more just because I was really itching to see Shao Kahn just fuck some shit up. Yeah, it, it, look, it was still cool as fuck. Let's be real, we're picking at hairs here just because it was just, it's just such a such an epic film. And we get to the end and it's like, oh man, it could have been just way cooler. But he dies in this one too, which is, is different. In, the, in the, the original film, he just runs away. So that was a... I, I kind of saw it coming. Watching this, I was like, he's going to die. He's falling like, he's into a, the... Yeah. It was a pretty devastating death too. Like he got, he got fucked. <laughs> he got fucking torched. He gets lit. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, the ending was the only real bit. But then there's the whole fucking awesome scene where... They're running the walls and Mowgli's teaching them. He's like, you got to catch up, motherfuckers. Yeah. And I'm like, that's great. Like, I'm like, that's cool. How the like, tables have turned. Yeah, that was really cool. But look, I don't really have anything else to say. I've kind of covered everything I wanted to bring up. Yeah, me too. Let's get out of here. This, was, this movie blew me away. Like, honestly, I'm still... Every time I sell a ticket to this movie, I rave about it. It was fucking crazy. So far, probably my favorite movie of the year. It's just been... It was just such a fun journey. It was such an epic, awesome, pretty film with a good story. And it was well acted by everyone bar Mowgli who just had a couple of issues. But overall, it, I think it was just fantastic. I gave it a four out of five. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Look, I had a lot of fun with this. I think it's beautiful. The The performances, at least the voice performances, are all fucking spot on. Mowgli, I, I enjoyed his sass. And I think he just really fit the world. Besides a few minor little spots where i was taken out by you know being being able to tell that it was on a green screen very rarely it's pretty fucking legit in terms of animation i can't believe how real these animals are and it's just a lot of fun a great journey a great script i give it a four out of five as well i it's fucking well deserved too good on you john favreau and good job to the the animation team yeah. um I was Weta, Weta was stuff. a part of this one. Weta Digital did it. Yeah, I was reading parts of uh, like an interview with Favreau and stuff, and he's constantly calling the animators artists all the time. He always refers to them as artists and says that mm. they created this world as much as he did. And I think that's something that's really special that, you know, even as a general audience member, we need to start acknowledging is that these people are the fucking future. And these people are going to, it's going to get, we're going to come to a day where it's going to be in the news, where it's going to be like, these guys are the ones we need to be respecting because they're the ones making this shit now. Yeah. 
the fucking artists. They are the fucking future of film. Well, that's like it's all good it. to say, you know, like John Favreau is really great. And he has done a good job here in a directing yeah. sense, but like if he didn't have that team behind him, this would be a nothing movie. You know, like we would just be like, oh, it's just another cool little journey movie, and we'll quickly forget it. But the fact that this just looks so incredible and is is enough to really draw you in and believe that this world actually exists when none of it did. It was literally little Mowgli just standing on a green screen stage. Like, that's yeah. super impressive. It still blows my mind. Like, I've been making films for years and I still can't get my head around how you can actually do that. You know? It, it, <laughs> it's just incredible. It blows me away. Oh, no, well, you're working at the cinema still. How is this movie doing? Is it doing well? Well, it's not crazy. It's just doing well. Because I haven't really heard much about it at all. Last, you know, last week I, I said, like, I, I barely remembered seeing a trailer. I've only just started seeing a few, you know, banners in the, in the city of Melbourne, like the you know, on the digital screens, it's come up a few times. And I think I might have seen a bus stop here or there, but I haven't really seen a whole lot going on about this movie, and I haven't heard much either. It wasn't until I actually went and actually tracked down a few reviews and and some interviews and stuff that I realized that you know people are actually loving this movie. Apparently, in India, it's had the biggest opening the second biggest opening of all time behind um, Age of Ultron. So, fucking hell. Fuck it's, yeah. It's going massive around the world. But, I don't know. Like, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, what's the general consensus among the, like, the cinema-going crowd? Nah, people love it. People are enjoying it. It's just not some crazy successful film, but it's definitely doing well. Okay, um, well, that's good. The, the fucking Huntsman's out as well, though, and that looks like shit, and that's doing well. So, yeah. let's not forget that shit movies can do well um i just read this by the way uh which you'll be interested about batman v superman before we quickly leave mm. in its second weekend and this is true because i work at the box office and it's literally no one is seeing this film by the way no one mm. is seeing batman v superman anymore in its second weekend batman v, batman v superman experienced a historic box office drop with an 81.2 percent decline on Friday, that was one of the biggest Friday to Friday drops any blockbuster has ever seen, and an overall 68.4 percent drop for the weekend, despite not facing any big competition at the box office. Nothing's competing with this film, nothing, and it has failed completely. And it's crazy what word of mouth can do. I think this is the only instance I've heard of um, word of mouth destroying oh, a film like it's this. It's the worst. It actually is. Like, actually, you probably like it because you didn't really like the film that much, but, like, I feel like it's a little bit unwarranted. Like, I feel like people still need to see this movie on the big screen. Like, it's a movie that should be seen at a cinema, and you're going to miss out if you if you wait until you fucking see it on DVD. I was at IMAX the other day. I went and seen um, uh, some dinosaur movie there, and there was a guy behind me with his kids, and one of the little kids was like, oh, Batman v Superman's on at 3.30, we should go see it. And the dad was like, oh, I've heard it's fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I actually, I, I turned around and I said, look, it's not that bad. Like, if you're going to see it, you're at IMAX. Like, they're only showing other little crappy little documentaries and stuff. Go see Batman v Superman. You're going it's, to, it's not that fucking bad. I, look, I, I'm happy because... If there's one thing that the industry has shown us in the past decade is that superhero movies make money. And that's a problem because I don't want the fucking market being saturated by one fucking format of film. And so for Batman v Superman, literally the most, the easiest concept to make in the world, it's in the title, fucks up 
and totally destroys the box office, it means that they are going to try different things, different stories, different genres, because people are now over it. They're like, well, fuck, you're going to make shit film, not going to see it. And that's awesome for us. That's really, really good, in my opinion. Sorry, it does, like, I don't ever want to wish bad on filmmakers because everyone makes bad films. It's a job, okay? And it sucks that this did bad and now these filmmakers have a reputation of making a shit film. But at the end of the day, it's good overall for the industry. It means we're going to get some difference in there. And I'm happy about that. Yeah, you're right. But the, my, my issue is that me and you have watched much, much worse than yeah, Batman v Superman. Yeah, and where sure. was the word of mouth for those fucking crappy movies? Like... It's just, yeah, you know, obviously this one had so much hype behind it and it, you know, before it even started, it was fucking, had its legs it knocked out from under it. So it's disappointing for me because like, actually the more I think about that movie, the more I like it and I will see it again. I'm actually holding out to see the director's cut when it comes out in Blu-ray because I want to see what other stuff we should have seen. Like if there was stuff that's going to yeah. make it a stronger film or whatever, it might make it worse. I don't know, but like... I I still like it, and I think that you, if you even have the slightest little inkling of some sort of feeling towards Batman or Superman, I feel like you need to see it, if not just for the Batman stuff. So, <laughs> anyway, that's enough about Batman v Superman. But listen, uh, last week we did a a listener's request review on Starship Troopers, which one of our our big fans, Reese Cobbledick requested and we put it out there and people said they were keen for it now our boy jesse benjamin has actually requested that we go and have a look at the crouching tiger hidden dragon films because there's the the new sequel on netflix have you seen any of those no no, i haven't seen any i haven't either so um at one point we can't do it next week or anytime soon because we have to start our captain america duties next week which i'm sure you're very excited about but i think at one point we would like to get onto that jesse um especially if you know the rest of our listeners are keen so if you are keen let us know and we'll get into some uh crouching tiger hidden dragon at some point i'm sure we've got a break at some point and um any other movies that you want to listen to us talk shit about you know where to find us go to the fish and connor facebook page get amongst that shit comment on all the stuff share our shit you know the drill but listen we'll see you next week for captain america the first avenger yay more fucking superheroes fuck Anyway, you'll hear from us. Play the music, Fish. Now I'm the king of the swingers, oh, the jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I want to be a man, man cub, and stroll right into town. And be just like the other men, I'm tired of walking around. Oh, ooby-doo, I want to be like you. I want to walk like you, talk like you, Thank you for listening to this episode of Fish and Connoisseur Movie. Fish and Connoisseur Movie does not own any rights to the film The Jungle Book, its marketing, or its soundtrack, and no infringement is intended. The track The Bare Necessities is performed by Bruce Reitherman and Phil Harris, and the track I Want to Be Like You, The Monkey Song, is performed by Lewis Primer and Phil Harris. Thank <laughs> you.